Tandem Nomads, episode 189. It's typically missed opportunities that start to arise when you are in the midst of perhaps following a partner. So having to stop and start your career, never really being able to get to the fulfilling part of one's own ambitions. And so the frustration, uh, the sense of a little bit of the sense of loss and time passing by so quickly, I think come into different factors. And then also just looking at others who perhaps are on different journeys. And I think all these signs, when you start to feel restless and unfulfilled, really point you in the direction of needing to make a shift for yourself. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful, portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, ML I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Today, I want to talk to you about the importance to take the leap. You might be in that space in your life where you feel like you need something different. Something is missing. You want to make a change, but you don't know what or how. Well, we're going to discuss this with a special guest, Helen Krug von Nieder. Helen, are you ready? Yes, I'm absolutely ready and delighted to be on the show today with you. It is my true pleasure to have you here, Helen. So Nomad Nation, a few words about Helen. She is a coach and trainer with over 20 years of global experience in human resources. She has a boutique coaching and training practice called With Helen, where she helps women transition to their desired life and career. Prior to transitioning herself and taking the leap to start her own business, she has built her expertise on people development in the international human rights sector. She was the HR strategic partner at United Nations Population Fund, UNFPA, formerly director of talent management at the International Rescue Committee, RIRC, and she also worked for UNICEF, the United Nations uh, organization. What an amazing background that you have, (laughs) Helen. This is just amazing, all the things you've achieved in the past years. I would love to hear more about your private journey in this. What has happened Mm. that led you to start your business and transition yourself? Thank you so much. Well, it's interesting as I hear you sort of uh, reel off where I've worked. <laughs> I will say that the, the first transition was really linked from moving to the private sector to the United Nations was about wanting to follow my dream of living in New York. And so that was going to be whatever it took to get there. So that was my first sort of solo venture uh, in an organization. When um, I was uh, with my, Where were you before you went to New York? I was at Reuters. I was in Switzerland. Switzerland. I was living in Switzerland. And so I had been there, had a you know, wonderful life, but really wanted a little bit more uh, pizzazz. And so New York was the destination. And I was there for about uh, for a couple of years and then met my husband, who was German. And so I had to leave the United Nations and relocate, um, transition to, um, to something in, in Germany. So once I was able to move to Germany, I was able to start my coaching certification, which was fantastic because it meant that I could be independent and really run uh, a practice focused on supporting people in transition like myself. 
And I did that for a couple of years and then decided that, quite frankly, I uh, loved New York far more than Berlin. And so I then uh, had the leap of going back to New York. And this time my husband followed me as the trailing spouse. And I then established um, another work position within the United Nations once again. And my husband also found, found work for himself in the U.S. And I really stayed uh, in New York, uh, employed at the UN up until about a year and a half ago when I decided that I was going to just leap into the long, long uh, dream of wanting to coach women and particularly women in career and life transition like myself. Uh, I had gained the tools and experience and insights from coaching people in organizations. And so that was, that was the, the idea behind it. Wow, what an amazing story and courage. You had to take the leap multiple, more than once, actually. <laughs> so you do have a kind of some ex personal experience as well yes. on top of your tools of taking that leap and having that courage. Um, I want to jump in right away into uh, painting the picture. What happens when, when we feel like something is missing? So what mm. are the signs that one should look for to know if it's actually time for change? Yeah. Do you know, I've, so if I think back to my experience of being in Switzerland, which was, you know, quite frankly, a, a delightful one, I found myself really, bored is probably too strong a word, but unfulfilled looking at um, the elements around me that really were not feeding my soul. So culturally, culturally a little dry, um, routine, um, just not excited about things anymore. And I do think that the women that I have, that I coach and come into contact with often tell me that they feel unfulfilled and that time is just running by and a little bit of sadness, disappointment, but also envy of what others around them might be doing. So there is that envy and yet you, you feel as though you, there's a bit of shame around actually saying, I, I wish it was me. So I think, I think when you start feeling sort of alone that you cannot share what's really on your heart, that's a definitely a sign that there's something that needs to be shared and needs to come out. Mm, that's, that's very good. And I hear a lot of, especially as a, I work with so many expat spouses who mm. tell me the words like, I feel left behind. Oh, yes. And this is something that I don't know if you've heard often or feel mm -hmm. like it's time for me now. I yes. feel like uh, I've done my job. I took care of the kids. Now it's my time. And, yeah. and I feel, where did all these years go by? Absolutely. And I love that you say that because not only is it where has the time gone by, but almost where's my reward? Because as mm -hmm. nurturers, uh, I'm not sure that we get much of the value back in terms of the investments and the sacrifices that are made. And, and at some point for many, uh, many women, it's just this realization of well, what, who, who am I in this story? I've nurtured everyone else. And, and, and what do I do now? And I also want to add that so many of the, the, the women who are so many, a number who are either trailing spouses or living that, you know, that dual lifestyle um, have been quite educated. And so to not be able to act upon what you have either been through or learned uh, or the different degrees that you've had is also a frustration that you've had to put aside perhaps mm -hmm. for longer than, is that, than was expected. Mm, so many educated so, women out there. Yes. So many educated. Uh, and that's, I think, what has triggered me as well to start Tandem Nomads, to realize the mm. amount of wealth, of expertise and knowledge just 
going to waste. And this is also yeah. something that I've yeah. heard. It's like, I have the feeling all the time and energy I put in my career is just gone because I can't Definitely. use that anymore. Um, how about those who are not specifically expat spouses? And you've worked with so many type of people who are yes. in transition or want to transition. What is the common thing that's, that makes them start feeling hungry for more and want to change in their lives? So the common thread is a, what I would call either a disorienting dilemma, meaning something unexpected has taken place, whether it's you know, kids are leaving sooner than, than thought, or there's another job switch because one of the two has to leave. So I feel like a disorienting dilemma where, you, where it is an unexpected event. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece is uh, simply also age there comes this cusp. So whether it's a situation uh, that was unexpected or a sense of time, those two um, have to me been the ones that um, have led. But mainly I would say there is an an event that has triggered something, um, a realization. Yeah, so good. That's so true. Mm. So once we have analyzed it, we are in that space um, mm. where we feel like we need a change um, and probably have as well feel a lack of purpose, like something is missing mm. and we don't feel completely fulfilled anymore. So what I realize is that what I've heard many times, like, okay, I know that something is missing. I know that I want to change, but I don't really know what I really want. Mm. <laughs> so what is like, we know we need a change, but we don't know what. So mm-hmm. how, what would you recommend to help those who really want to know uh, what they really want out of this life? Yeah. So <laughs> that is the eternal search, right? The eternal <laughs> meaning, meaning of life. Um, Maybe not so that, the whole life, but at least it's the next transition. <laughs> the next transition. Um, so, is that, so if I could answer that, looking at um, some research, if, if that's all right, yeah. around some of the work of, of Dr. Bayatis, who is a professor of um, neuroscience at Case Western University and an organizational psychologist. So Dr. Bayatis studied uh, change, desired and sustainable change because people want to change or do something different, but whether you can stick to it is a different matter. And uh, Dr. Bayatis talks about five experiences that allow you to even start helping you along the path of what you want to do. And the very first thing uh, is really doing something quite simple that people perhaps don't uh, take to to heart too much is this element of self-reflection, right? So you need to be able to cut out the noise and block time for yourself, like with anything, just as if when you're getting on the plane and they tell you, please put on your mask first. We do need to give ourselves an oasis of, of, of time and space for a little bit of self-assessment, right? Because there's no way that you can decide what you want to be doing if you're only looking at the competition, as they would say, or others, because that's what not actually your life is your own. It is not the neighbors, it's really your own. And so to get really clear on that, taking the time to do some assessments and understanding how that could go about um, is extremely important. So for example, um, uh, Amel, you talked, um, I know that you are launching this this wonderful uh, Ideas Accelerator, which really gives people the chance who have no idea of getting a clearer sense, and I'm sure you'll say it better than I do, of what they might even want to explore. And so 
knowing where you want, who you are now is essential. That's the first step. The other element is also around having a vision for yourself of what you might want to experience. So rather than saying, well, I want to be something, how about just asking yourself, what do you want to experience in this Mm -hmm. lifetime, right? Because what you want to experience allows you to be writing things down, such as, you know, I want to experience living somewhere or, you know, community, whatever that is. And by writing those down, you start to see some themes emerge, right? And that is a really interesting guidepost for what you might want to be seeking for yourself. And I feel like that is a starting point to get people out of the stuck rut. Because we all want to experience something, right? Yeah. So I love the fact that you're talking about experience instead of what do you want to do or who do you want to be, which is such a big question, but rather what are, yeah, what do we want to experience? Mm -hmm. I love that. It's such a great shift to have. So the first is assess. Let me make sure them. The first point is to assess uh, where you are now. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you, do you have just a quick tip on how to do that actually? So, very quick tip is I would literally ask people around me, right? What they see of you. So what do they love about you? For example, Simon Sinek says that in um, Mm -hmm. uh, his question, I think it's called finding your why. Yeah. Yeah. The big why. Mm -hmm. Just ask them, what do they love about you? That is a, that is a really uh, potent signal of like, well, what is it? What are some of the things that people are seeing how you impact, how you show up in the world? Mm -hmm. So I would start with that. And then I would certainly take some, uh, you know, assessments to your point again of, 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 of what you're doing, but then just some online ones. There is one called um, Via Strengths that is a free website. Yeah, we can yeah. actually, let's mention those resources. I'll put them in yeah. the show notes yeah. of the episode. So Nomad Nation, we are going to mention a lot of resources in the show notes. So if you want to find them, go to tandemnomads.com slash 189. And you find these resources. So uh, could you say that name again? Yeah. So this, um, so it's called the Via Strengths Test, okay. which is a character strengths, strengths and values freebie. One can also do um, Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies, which is the personality profile, also free, wonderful to get a sense of what is your style, how you work with people. There's also DISC, and you can do the free version Tony Robbins has a free version that you can do. Mm-hmm. And that's just worth doing and getting a sense of, well, what are some skills that I think I might be needing to use? And so those are sort of the free versions. Then, of course, you can um, go much deeper and, and perhaps look into Strengths Finders, the Gallup report, which is an amazing tool uh, as well. Excellent. So we'll put those resources in the show notes of this episode. So let's go back up a little bit here. Mm. Um, you talked about those five steps. Can you mm-hmm. just, uh, can we go back to them? Cause we kind of stop in the middle. We said the first one is like analyze where you are now. The second is figure out what you want to experience. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's, once we have done that, exactly. what's the next step? Absolutely. So once you sort of know where you're at today and your future self or where, what it is that you want to experience. And by the way, you can also reverse those two. I would probably say that I would start with, what do I want to experience Mm -hmm. and then work back into where am I now? Because I think that gives you a better foresight in terms of number three, which is exploring your learning agenda or what do you need to bridge the gap between today 
and that wonderful vision of what it is that you want to experience. Can you give us an example of that? Like how? So for example, like yes. So I can give you a personal example. I um, was living in Geneva, as I mentioned, and my dream was to live in New York. And I had a vision of myself in New York doing something in human resources, which was my area of expertise, um, you know, living in the village. Like I had, I had done a vision board. I had everything sorted out. And my current reality was that I wasn't in an HR position, but I was in Switzerland and I did not have a visa. And um, that was, that was, those are sort of the things that I really didn't know how to do that. So my learning agenda was, well, what is it that I need to bridge that gap? And one thing that I found was I need help. I need someone to hold me accountable for my journey because I am surrounded by people who maybe might kind of start to rain on my parade. Like, why would you think of moving to New York? You don't even know anybody. You've never lived there. You're not an American. And I had that. Mm -hmm. So I got a coach. That was the mm -hmm. first thing I did. Um, I knew that I probably needed to brush up on my CV. So I got support with that. And I'm saying like, you kind of look at, well, what, what are some of the steps? And quite frankly, for me, the coach was the best one because it was my cheerleader in the corner that I needed more than anything because the voices uh, of reason or another reason were giving me different uh, messages. That's, that's amazing. So are these the five steps? No. Or so that's that step number three is okay. the learning agenda. Okay. Step number four, which I am kind of touching on is identifying your network because obviously in anything that you do when you're looking to do a transition, it, you are never doing it alone and it is clearly impossible to do it alone. And you do need a support and your network, which can be, you know, friends, but ideally you're looking to find a community a like-minded community that can help you in your journey, right? So you need to engage a network. So that's really looking at who, who, are, the, who are the cheerleaders in your corner, right? Who can support that piece. And the fifth one is experiment and test, experiment and test. So, you know, say for example, you maybe needed to do an additional certificate in something, let's say accounting, right? So maybe you go and volunteer somewhere because you want to start practicing those skill sets in an organization while you transition to something else. So that's the fourth, the fifth one, which is about experimenting and testing. And um, yeah. And so those are the five, the five experiences um, that really help uh, to uh, help people achieve and sustain a desired change because it's constantly going around. I do find that part of, of, actually proactively searching for what we need to learn really important. Mm. And that is a part that a lot of people do like do it in, in a, in a not so proactive way, like doing some Google research, talking here and there, but actually sitting down and say, what do I need to learn or what support do I need to invest in to bridge the gap between where I am now and where I want to be? And I think this is a huge takeaway for me from what you're saying here. And mm -hmm. obviously this is where we come in because that's where people come get help to reach those goals. But one thing I want to address about that message, what is the message you have for those who might be hesitating to invest in themselves during that time because I think that is the biggest the difference for me between those who succeed and those who don't are those who actually take action invest in the support they need but what needs to happen to actually find that strength and courage to do that leap and and start that investment 
<laughs> Honestly, and, and the fact that you said that the word invest to me, like that is it. If you are truly in this with both feet in, you have to invest for anything to change because there is no way that, there's no shortcut, by the way. You look around at any person who's ever been successful, they have had to invest blood, sweat and tears and be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And um, there was research done uh, a couple of years back around women, uh, women of, of all different nationalities and what makes them succeed. And what I loved about it was that these uh, researchers found that persistence connection and passion with, was the thread for all of these women. And so you can be on the fence and you can also um, learn for yourself. So for example, with digitalization, there is so much free information, right? Seminars, webinars. So it, I would say if you're on the fence, Keep going on there and take the freebies and listen because that's when you start to understand how big your gap is. Mm. I think it gives you an, an overview of, well, this is clearly if I need to go to the next level, mm -hmm. right? And surround yourself with people who are also doers and movers and shakers. That's how you get, yeah, the yeah. community. That's the reason why we have the Tandem Nomads community. So Nomad Nation, if you're feeling alone this journey, hop mm -hmm. on this community, Tandem Nomads, that's free. It's on Facebook. Uh, so make sure to join Tandem Nomads Facebook group where we have a bunch of other people just like you looking to build their own source of fulfillment and revenue, something that excites them and wants, makes them want to wake up every morning uh, looking forward for the rest of the day. For the day. So, um, and feeling like they're making an impact. Yeah. So make sure to yes. check that out on Facebook. Look for Tandem Nomads Facebook group and all the information as well in the link. But I do think that community is really important because being alone in this is one of the things that get people stuck. And for me, it's a vicious circle because the more we realize that we want to make a change and then, okay, that's great. We start doing some research, we get excited, we look forward, we start finding so many resources, but then time flies and we keep circling around all those resources, but don't take action on it. And sometimes having that accountability from other people, either a mentor, a coach, but as well as like-minded people who actually keep you motivated and, and get you to take action as well. And I just wanted to underline what you just said, which is the accountability piece, because again, research shows that just by having an accountability partner, you increase the likelihood of getting to where you want to go by about 60%. So you have someone who is just right there behind you, you know, behind you at the side, mm -hmm. but helping you along, because that's, that's the issue that most of us have is that when something gets uncomfortable or is unknown, it's much easier to fall back into what we, what we know, right? The regular habits. And so to get over that bridge, you really do need an accountability partner, be it in the form of a community uh, or an individual. I had another thing that you talked about that I think is super important and that we rarely hear about that mm -hmm. is the fact of needing to test things out. And, and it's not like you find the answer and that's it and you move forward. It's yeah. to actually know that this journey is going to be a learning journey. I always say even entrepreneurship, when my yeah. clients come in, they expect to put in a, a marketing strategy and then they're done for life. So this is not how it works. Running no. a business is like a human being. It has its ups and downs and it has a lot of learning curves 
and it requires a lot of testing. Tell me about when you work with your clients, what are the kind of things that you invite people to test out? Like if you have any examples of things they can mm. test. Um, well, actually, I, when I work, so I, I run these career boost camps, right, which sort of brings in women together in sort of groups of eight, eight or less to really work on that, um, that piece around the, the next career step that they want for themselves. And what I found that I, and I, and I don't want to take the credit for it, because again, to your point around, it's women from completely different sectors or different walks of life who come together and, and bring out extraordinary insights. And I noticed that as a, as a community, we helped, um, or I've helped facilitated the conversations around how do you start doing things incrementally? So for example, one of the, the women, uh, in, in my recent career boost camp, has a company called Lartisan, which is a candle making, uh, but she's a lawyer by day. And so, and she wanted to do, to actually, she wants this to become the thing. And so she started just, you know, on the side, we said, well, how about you just reducing your, uh, you know, your hours, maybe doing an 80, uh, sorry, a four day week, uh, or four and a half day week rather than five. Like, could you speak to your, um, director about that and it was things like that that she never really thought about because i guess she just the way she thinks was much more practical and um that that was the piece that helped her actually get off the ground and now she has she's way more visible check her out on her instagram lartisan lartisan beautiful 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 natalie she has beautiful candles so really? shout out to her um i've had women go back to writing you know who were uh, authors in another life then forgot about it so it was like well how about you just send me your blog every week we don't have to post it but I just want to see it um and there are others who've taken bigger leaps but again it's about just see how it feels at least submit something mm -hmm. feel do something awful. just thinking, do right? it exactly <laughs> and the other piece that I always tell my coaching clients is the minute you've decided you want to transition or you want you're ready for a, a change is a long way to where you're going to be. So patience is another element that is key because just because you want it now means it's just the start, which is great. Mm. Have the patience to know that uh, it is a windy road. Um, and uh, this thing around like testing, testing is part of it. I launched um, uh, with Helen uh, last year, but I also want to say that I had already been a consultant and coach uh, eight years ago. So I knew what I was getting into. And so I had done my testing. And mm -hmm. so to launch it this time around was a lot easier. And the key word here is expectations and patience. Mm. And I think that is the biggest thing that I think once we are ready to take action, then we realize, oh my God, this is taking so much longer than I expected. And, and the frustration turns into more sorrow and more, and more pain and have the, having the feeling we're not moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important message that you're yeah. sharing here, the importance mm -hmm. to actually expect it to be part of your journey. So there's a difference between, I think, testing and strategically testing with an action yeah. plan yeah. versus like, just doing things to have the feeling you're doing something. Mm -hmm. These are two different things. So when we're saying try out, do something, try to have a plan. Just don't yes. do things in every direction. Yes. For example, yes. when it's about volunteering, I, I used to, 
talked to clients long time ago when I started Tandem Nomads that would volunteer in every direction and do everything and give away her time and talent to do cooking, to do, um, if you're a financial expert, you can help an organization do their bookkeeping, for example. Yes. So you need to have to be strategic about that. And if you don't know what is the plan that is the right for you, that's when you need to invest in the help to build that plan so that when you test, you're testing strategically in a way that you don't lose time mm-hmm. and energy in the wrong direction. And that's one thing that you can see fires me up. <laughs> totally. <laughs> because I'm like, so much, I, you must have seen it, you know, like so much talent wasted in doing things without any plan scattered and scattered when you have the scattered approach it gets you nowhere and it is part of the testing so you know immediately okay if i want to do the volunteering around finance then i need to be in this funnel not in every funnel because we can't be everywhere and then we're nowhere yeah i love that this is yeah this is such a good point i love that you brought that up um so now that we covered is there a place where you recommend us to go find these five steps to get to know more about them and and try to implement them uh yes so the research came out of uh, dr Beatis's work and i'm happy to of course share that resource um the his theory model based on complexity theory is called the intentional change model and so that is why uh, it is seen as five experiences that one goes through uh, for sustained change and those five are the ones that i mentioned uh, where you are now, where you want to be, what is the learning agenda, agenda, uh, who is your network, and again, experimenting and testing. Now, one thing that I didn't mention is that in order for sustained change to happen, um, you have to be able to also know um, how to keep yourself in positive spirits, right? Because mm-hmm. we tend to, especially now with all that's going on in the world, with COVID and everything else, um, our, our brains are, you know, over, over wide and uh, quite stretched and stressed. And so that actually often also s- stops people from wanting to move mm, into action because point. we are uh, functioning under survival mode, which is, you know, the amygdala firing up and just telling you, be safe, be safe, be safe, um, <laughs> which is not helpful uh, to be able to, to have any kind of, of motion uh, and openness. Whereas if you are able to do a couple of things such as mindfulness, you know, taking a walk in nature, spending time with family and friends, you're able to lift your, your spirits up, which opens your creative mindset. And Dr. Beata does a lot of work, has done a lot of work around that, just making sure that you do engage in things that make you feel uh, stronger and more connected uh, with yourself and others as part of the learning process. Wow. This is so good that you brought that up because this is a time where a lot of people don't dare to take action and to make commitments because there's so much uncertainty and self-care is for sure yeah. the first place to start, yeah. but also realize that there will always be something that will be always. a good reason to not get started for sure. Yeah. So um, I did realize actually with since this pandemic started, that a lot of new projects started. And finally, um, there is the space to actually do it for certain people. Mm. For parents who homeschool, that's another story. There's yeah. a lot of it. But a client told me, you know what? Yes, homeschooling is strenuous. But at the same time, my partner is now at home. So why should I be the only one who's taking care of it? Yeah. Right? So, and yeah. that's another thing, making ourselves a priority 
and making our project a priority is something really important. And I would like to see what you have to say about that, because a lot of women, especially those who are not working, don't dare to put their dreams in a priority mm-hmm. um, because they're not the breadwinner. So, for example, saying I need that time that four or five hours per day to work and you need to take care of the kids is something that a lot of them don't even feel um, like secure to do because they feel guilty to ask that from the working partner or even investing in themselves. We talked about it. So what do you have to say to those who need that push to make themselves and their dreams a priority? So I would say quite honestly that um, it is always possible, I would imagine, for people to carve out, let's just say, 15 minutes a day, right? What we're saying is it's one small action at a time. Mm. So give yourself baby steps. Can you find 15 minutes where you take that, you block off that that time? 15 minutes for seven days is already a bit of time right there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Could you use that time either to journal or to have just a creative uh, flow of ideas? But journaling, as, as we know, has been known to be extremely effective in mindset uh, in, in giving you creative uh, agency to be able to be thinking about that. What we're trying to do is just allow yourself a little bit of time, especially if you don't have that much time, but everybody has 24 hours in a day. So how do you use your blocks of time? And I think it's about negotiating and asking for that piece, you know, or then do you get up 15 minutes earlier? Or, and, or, sorry, can I also say, perhaps cut down on social media and all of the electronic <laughs> tools because however much time you spend scrolling, you could have spent, you know, doing something different. Amen to that. <laughs> right? For sure. For sure. You know, but I guess, yeah. I guess being decisive and knowing that this is the right thing for you to do, I think that's where it starts. Uh, like you said, you know, when you really want, you wake up earlier if necessary, you, you stop the things that are not important and you actually, I think... You make yeah, what you're saying to me now, it's basically if you want to convince other people that your dreams matter, you have to first be convinced yourself and, and live it. Absolutely. And quite frankly, because no one is going to do it for you. And as we know, it's all about agency. So if you're not convinced, then this is why you're going to stay where you are. If you are convinced, then it's about also making sure that you have others around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Dr. Bay- Actually, it wasn't Dr. Bayatis who said it, but I heard it on one of his talks that said, um, surround yourself with people who hand you back your dreams with encouragement. Wow. I just love that. This is what, this is what parents typically do. Mm-hmm. Typically. Uh, <laughs> if yeah. you're lucky to have them, what the kinds I'd like to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. I love that. So, okay. So let's say we are that little last thing mm-hmm. I think that stops people from taking the leap is the fear. I got so many messages telling me, oh, I do want to start a business, but I'm so afraid. Basically the fear of failure mm-hmm. and the fear of not being good enough. Um, so how do we go over that fear in order to take the leap? So do you know that there's a great acronym for fear, which is false emotions appearing real, right? Exactly. I love that right? one. Which is, which is such a great one because you really have to think about it and ask yourself, is it true? You know, the fear is real because we are feeling something, right? But I think we have to separate emotions from the feelings and really go through and, and ask ourselves, what is the motivation? Because at this point, it's typically the inner critic, the imposter, whatever that is. What is the motivation of this fear, right? 
I think if you ask yourself, what is the motivation of whatever that is? And what are the emotions that I'm feeling as I think about this dream? So if you can kind of disassociate yourself and then start looking at it from afar, I think that's one step because you can actually do it, do it rationally without being in the, in the fear, mm. right? identifying um, those emotions yeah. and identifying yeah. them and like because i think if you can name them it's like okay this is insecurity or it's this like well then you can actually talk about it because you can see it mm. yeah and embrace it as well i think I um like for me failure is part of the journey in a way oh, if yeah. we look at it as a, a learning step like, like each mistake is actually a way to move forward. And without the mistakes I've done in my past, I yeah. wouldn't be where I am. And I saw, actually, I have a very good example for that. And actually goes back as well to what you said before mm. about testing. Um, in the Business Idea Accelerator, we talk about how to test your market, which means that it is possible that at the end of the test phase, we realize that this business is not viable. Mm. And I did have a... I did have a client who did take the business idea accelerator and she went through the test phase and the test phase has shown that the business idea was not viable. And what I loved about her is that because she had known that this could be possible and it's part of the journey, she was really excited. Yeah. And I was like, she's going to think that she just failed. And she was like, no, I actually learned so much about how to test a business idea, how yes. to evaluate if this is the right business idea. And everything I learned, I can use it again for the next idea. And I was and like, that, oh my God. Yes. And can I just tell you that that makes me think of my uh, career boost camps, which I used to do in person in mm -hmm. Manhattan, which were great because then you can get people together and all of that. And then boom, pandemic hit. So that business idea has gone out the window. And so I pivoted to have it on, having it online. Oh, wow. And, but then that's a completely different sell because I have no idea who's going to show up and whatever. And so I had less people than I wanted and I was so embarrassed. I was embarrassed, mortified, didn't know if it was even worth running. I ran it anyway and uh, we just finished it. And one, it was one of the, one of the best ones, the intensity of a small group, but also it made me realize how to um, basically redesign or improve it um, for the next cohort because it actually needs to be much longer. There needs to be different exercises. You know, the feedback that I got from this project helped me so much in terms of being able to provide a better business. Um, I love this idea or setup. Yeah. So, and I was really quite ashamed to sort of have a low, you know, a low turnout as it was. And it, and there it was. I appreciate this so much, Helen, that you, you tell us this story because yeah. it's like how you're embracing this so-called failure into an actually an opportunity to learn and to grow. And it's actually thanks to that, yeah. you'll be able to know what's the right thing to do next time. The, the data that I collected from this boost camp, I would never have gotten it otherwise. It's you couldn't ask people. Yeah. Yeah. That's you have to go through it. Yeah. 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 Wow. So we covered a lot of things here. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you think that we should uh, share to those who want to make a transition in their life mm. and, and are afraid to take the leap? Yeah. Or don't know how to do it. Well, 
I don't want to keep pushing, but I do think that taking something like your business accelerator <laughs> idea just helps people being with other with other women. I think that that's key. I, um, so I want to say three things. One, I think a business accelerator idea is fantastic. Um, I think if you're able to find a mentor, which doesn't have to be someone either that you work with, but just someone perhaps who is in a field that you're interested in is extremely helpful. And um, because that has shown that women who actually are mentored are more successful typically because they get um, sort of guideposts along the way. And the third thing is, and I'm, I actually have a freebie to share, is um, using something called the, the coaching grow model, right, which is grow goals, reality, options, and will, which is something you can do at home just to kind of talk yourself through the process of looking at what is an action you might want to take. So it's, it has a, a series of questions that you answer for yourself. It kind of helps you uh, work through uh, some blockages that you might have um, around a goal. So I think that those are three things that I wanted to uh, leave you with. Oh, this is really good. So we'll put that in the show notes of this episode. How did you call it once more? The Grow, the Grow model, G-R-O-W. Yeah, um, was, yeah absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. Nomad Nation, You, we give you so many references here. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure to put them all in the show notes of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 189. Before we say goodbye, Helen, could you please let us know a little bit more about how you help your clients and what, do you, what kind of services do you have? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I support women, female global citizens, of course, transition. And I do that by uh, working with the research that I'm undertaking at the moment around uh, shifting uh, lifestyles around career and, and life. And so I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I also and I also coach in French. And I also uh, run uh, career boost camps for women who want to work in a community to work through some adult learning principles, which basically cover experiential learning. So all of my programs are around really putting you in situations and exchanging ideas. Um, so that's the kind of work that I do. Amazing. And where's the best place to find you? www.with-helen.com. And on Instagram, it is with Helen NYC. Excellent. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Helen. This was really insightful. I loved having this conversation with you and I look forward to following your journey. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day and all the best to everyone. All right, Nomad Nation. I hope you had a great insights and great value from this episode with Helen. Make sure to check out her website and all the resources she put up together for you on tandemnomads.com slash 189. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.